0: Hey everybody, this is Anthony Wilson welcoming you to another episode of the Complete Player Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host David Galvez. This week we celebrate Las Vegas before discussing the end of The Last Dance. Before we dive in, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at tcp_pod underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions to WilsonReportRedux at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Galvez, how are you?
1: Doing great, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing okay.
1: All right, so Vegas is one of those cities. It's my favorite place in the world in terms of, like, just whatever Vegas is, that's, to me, that's, like... It's like Disneyland, man. And, I, you know, the the, the messed up thing about this whole coronavirus thing was that we had plans to go uh, April, the first weekend of April, uh, for me and my wife's uh, two-year anniversary, being married. And, you know, that's when the whole coronavirus really took off and, uh, you know, Vegas had to shut down. And I've been a mess ever since. (laughs)
0: You've been a mess ever since?
1: Yeah. I mean, like... Okay, when was the last time you went to Vegas?
0: I went to Vegas, and, like, last time I went to Vegas was, like, 2000 and... Like, 2001 or 2002 for my cousin's wedding, I think it was.
1: And you were, what, about 14, 15?
0: Yeah, I was, like... I think it was right before I went to high school, so, like, 2002.
1: Okay. So... Obviously, you haven't really lived the real Vegas, right? You haven't done the gambling, the drinking, the clubbing, the shows—none of that.
0: Yeah, because I guess if you're when you're underage, you can't even go in the casino, right?
1: No, you can't. Like, yeah, like I remember my parents and my uncles—they always used to take me and my cousins to Vegas, and it was like the wackest thing for us because we were we were about that about your age—we were like fourteen. We didn't have Phones. We didn't have handheld devices. We didn't have um, obviously no type of video game system like mobile shit like that. So it was very boring for us. You know, you can only be in the pool for so long. You know, and I remember my parents would give my sister twenty bucks. They would give me twenty bucks for the arcade. And dude, I mean, how long is twenty bucks gonna last you in the arcade? maybe an hour is that if you're lucky so it was just so limited to what we could do that I hated going to Vegas when I was little because there was nothing for us to do but uh but, you know, obviously that changed when I when I went so
0: yeah um when I was a kid and we would go you know I would just like you know I mean we would go to Circus Circus and uh
1: you know, That's
0: ghetto, but okay. <laughs> Wait, why is Circus Circus ghetto? I, I think you were telling it's me only ghetto this. people go to Circus Circus. Why is that? Okay, we went through, I think you, you think you said that Circus Circus was actually circus a Circus
1: Circus right now, I don't know if you want to retract that, that statement that you went to Circus Circus. You can say that. You messed up. You really
0: didn't go. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to say but, that. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, keep going. Keep going.
0: No, but why is Circus Circus ghetto?
1: Okay. Circus Circus is the Walmart of of hotels. It's like... It's it's all the way in the back... Especially present time. I mean, I'm pretty sure like in the 80s and 90s... Before there was these new modern hotels... Obviously, Circus Circus was considered... You know... A fairly new hotel. But if you go now... Circus Circus is old. It's beat up. It's way in the back of the strip. The casino looks like it's still in the 80s. Um, the pool sucks... The people that stay there are ghetto. Like, just ghetto, Hispanics, ghetto black people, ghetto eight Like, it's just ghetto. It's,
0: ghetto agents? It's
1: like, it's just... It's like going to the Crenshaw Mall, man. It's ghetto. It's ghetto. That's all I can say.
0: when I went... I
1: remember... Hold on, real quick. My uh, in-laws stayed there once. And, okay, so there's a big Circus Circus Casino... And then they have, like, these little um, little apartment-looking bungalows in the back of the hotel where it's considered Circus Circus. It looked like you were in the projects, bro. Like, they had cockroaches. I mean, you ever seen, like, in the movies, like, the motels, uh, like, in the ghetto, right, where it's just, it's just like a, a bed and a TV and a little nightstand, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. There's nothing good or special about Circus Circus.
0: Well, I didn't even know Circus Circus was a hotel until you told me that. Like when I, when the first time you told me that, uh, and I yeah. was, I didn't stay at the hotel Circus Circus. I just went to Circus Circus to see the Oh, to, the,
1: to, to play see, the at the Astrodome, or whatever it's called
0: to see the show. You know, that's why I was at Circus Circus. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it seems like you must have spent a lot of time there for so you to know so much about how ghetto it is.
1: No, it's just, it's one of those things that, it's one of those things that you just walk into it and you see the people and you see the, you see the people and you see the the low classness and, and the smell and the way people are dressed and you're like, okay, this is ghetto. It's like, you don't need to spend a bunch of time at a place to know that it's ghetto. You know?
0: Right. <laughs> see, when I was a kid... You know, I did, when was the last time you walked in Circus Circus?
1: The last time I went, I I hate to say this, I actually won a thousand bucks the last time I went to Circus Circus. It was for my uh, for my uh, wife's brother in law's bachelor party.
0: Okay, yeah, so that was like what, like just a couple years ago, right?
1: That yeah, it was, it was in two thousand seventeen.
0: Right. Yeah, well, see, when I was a kid, I wouldn't even be able to pick up on that type of stuff. You know, I was just going to see the elephants, you know, do their tricks. <laughs> and don't
1: get and me wrong, when I was younger, when I was younger, dude, ghetto, I liked ghetto. <laughs> ghetto was cool for me, you know. But as you get older, and you live in the valley for a couple years, you don't like ghetto anymore.
0: Yeah, man, Gowers is a really high class guy. His parents have a nice villa in the gall in the in the valley. So he's yeah. not gonna have any type of uh, appreciation or respect for Circus Circus anymore. No. Um. So, yeah. Go ahead. What are you about to say?
1: I uh, no, I will just uh, it's it's ghetto. That's that's the lasting image I want to leave people with.
0: That's the moral of the story. Okay. If you
1: love your kids. Don't take them to Circus Circus.
0: Now, guys, when you go to Las Vegas, like, what is your preferred uh, traveling method? Do you drive? Or do you fly?
1: I used to only drive until I flew a couple of years ago, and I was like, this is the best thing in the world. It's only about 50 minutes. So you go up, and you're in the air for about 40 minutes, which is nothing, and you're coming right back down. I prefer to fly now.
0: Um... So, but what about when? But you- I will
1: tell you this. I will tell you this though. Um, it takes almost about the same time because you have to be at the airport an hour and a half before, you know, to to check in and do all that. And so, um, it's about yeah. It takes almost the same time because you have to be at the airport about an hour and a half before, plus the hour flight. So, that's almost two and a half, three hours. The drive is about three and a half hours. So, complete total time of travel, it's more or less the same, but it's just, you know, I, I prefer to fly now.
0: Wait, so, you're saying that with the, with the, get to the airport early and then check in, and then getting on the, I mean, how long, how long does it take, to, does it take like eight hours to drive to Vegas?
1: No. Dude, it's all, driving to Vegas if you're not driving like a maniac, you're just going at a consistent speed, like seventy, five, eighty miles an hour. You'll get there in about four hours, tops.
0: Really, when I would go to Vegas, when I would go with my family when I was a kid, it would be like a whole. Like we would leave at night, like in like early in the yeah. morning, and we get. It would be like you know, seemed like it was like a whole journey, and we because you were it,
1: little, it felt like that.
0: And we would stop and and remember,
1: you didn't have cell phones to keep you occupied you didn't have uh handheld systems none of that so that's why cuz when I was younger it felt like that too i always felt like vegas was a 6 7 hour drive but when i got older and i drove the first time you know there was i realized it's the only thing when i go with my my wife's going to hate me if she listens to this which i doubt she will but I always uh, bug her because when we go with her family, damn, dude, they take, sometimes we make, like, eight stops, bro, eight, and we stop by the bathroom, stop by Starbucks, stop by, and it turns, it ends up turning into, like, almost a seven-hour trip.
0: Yeah, that's all fast. I guess maybe if you go straight through, I guess we would never go straight through, we would stop in Barstow.
1: Yeah, because, and... you know, you were younger, and. You know, it was just like, you know, it was, you know, there's no, there's really no rush to get to Vegas.
0: Yeah, um, but so that was, and then you know, I mean, like I said, I haven't been in Vegas in so long that I almost have nothing to say. I'm just fascinated by the, you know, more of the idea of Vegas now that I'm adult. I, I mean, now that I'm an adult, now that I'm, yeah, that I'm an adult. And I want to I want to get back there uh, to experience Las Vegas as an adult. You know, Casino has always been one of my favorite movies. But before when I watched Casino, I watched it not because of my love of of Vegas, but just because you know I love gangster movies. And then you know I I rewatched The Hangover recently. Gabus, what is your take on The Hangover? Do you think that's a I mean. Is that a one of your favorite movies? Or like me, I never really thought The Hangover was that. Hangover was that funny. Uh, and when I rewatched it recently, I still kind of uh, felt that the way. The
1: reason, the reason why it may not be as funny to you, like, so you think Superbad is funnier? Of course. Okay. Why is Superbad funnier?
0: Superbad. So
1: for me, I mean, why I think it's funnier for you is because we spoke about it you lived through super bad like super bad was all of us right the jokes the comments everything and since you've never been to vegas and you've never lived that vegas life there's certain jokes and and the hangover that may go over your head you know
0: Maybe that's what um, it is.
1: as i say as i said earlier in the show i loved to vegas that's like my favorite place The reason why is because I love to gamble. I love to gamble. And to me, if you're listening out there, if you, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. The feeling of sitting down at a machine, having a couple beers, you hit the jackpot, or you hit the bonus. You get the free spins, and you're lighting up a cigarette, and you're just pushing that button away. It's the greatest feeling in the world, man.
0: Right. Um... But as far as the hangover, I think the thing about and, the hang- and,
1: and one thing I will tell you. There's just an the aura about Vegas, dude. There's an the aura about Vegas, it's like just walking through the hallways of your hotel room. Walking through the casino. And you see the bright lights and you hear the sound, of ding, 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 ding. And you just see everybody's just in a jovial mood unless you're losing. then you know, people are obviously pissed, but... It's just, there's something about Vegas. Like, I remember we went to Laughlin. If you're not familiar with that, that's like a little city by the Arizona border. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's along the Colorado River. It's more for older people, you know? And I just, I didn't get the same feel, man. There's it's just something about that Vegas. Vegas.
0: Um, but The Hangover I think the main thing about The Hangover is just that it's it feels like such a larger than life movie you know because at the end of the day they yeah. are in Vegas and it's just such a you know it has such a big impact so yeah. you know even now when you watch you like I'm watching like some type of cultural you know touchstone Uh, but you know uh, I never really thought it was that funny but you're right maybe it's because I you know I only experienced yeah. Vegas as a kid so it's hard for me to relate to, you know, uh, you know what was shown in that movie. Um, Miguel, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, what is your, what is your favorite uh, hotel to stay at in Las Vegas?
1: Um, it's fun to say because, you know, it's just bashing Circus Circus. But I've never really stayed at one of the top tier hotels because they're really expensive. So I've never stayed at, like, the Venetian or the Palazzo or the Cosmo, um, you know. But I, I like Treasure Island. Treasure Island's cool. I like um, the Flamingo. Flamingo's cool. Another another hotel that's really ghetto, and it's right across the street from um, Circus Circus, it's called the Riviera. Mm-hmm. It's no longer there. And the Riviera was known for, like, Circus Circus is known for being old and run down and ghetto. And for kids as well, because it has a stupid little, you know, arcade. But the Riviera was known for, like, you know, you just want to go to Vegas and you don't want to spend a lot of money, so you're going to stay at the Riviera. It was the same thing. It was old and run down. But they had the best pool I've ever been to, the Riviera, in Vegas.
0: So what about Have you ever seen, What about Caesars Palace I, I've
1: been I've been to all the nice hotels I've been to the Venetian I've been to the Palazzo I've been to To the Cosmo I've been to MGM To gamble But I've never really stayed there Like I've never I didn't spend the night there
0: So what about uh, Caesars Palace That's a big that... Oh,
1: Caesars Palace That shit is You know Caesars Palace To me It kind of died down a little bit Because Once the new hotel Started reopening I mean started opening it kind of took the, the the lust away from from Circus uh, sorry, uh, Caesar's Palace, but when you go in there, dude, it, you really feel like like you know in The Hangover when he's checking in, uh, when they're checking into the hotel, mm-hmm. it's really like that. Like it's very like it, it, you feel like they did a good job of of the theme, the Roman Empire theme, Caesar's like it. it they made they did a good job of that.
0: Is that the same? Is that the same hotel with the lions in it?
1: No, the lions in the front is MGM.
0: Okay, yeah, I remember when I was a kid going to the MGM and seeing the lions in the glass, and my great my yeah. grandmother got you know she got really uh, you know afraid you know she was old yeah uh, it was kind of disorienting I guess um, um yeah but I
1: the, the thing the thing about um so when you go to Vegas. People always say, okay, you want to stay in the middle of the strip because that's where all the action is. So, what, what's considered the middle of the strip is like Paris, New York, New York, Bellagio, Monte Carlo, um, the Flamingo, Caesar's Palace, you know, all the, all the nice ones. When and Encore, those are a little further down on the strip. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, um, I went into the Cosmo once. For people that know Vegas, Cosmo's probably the most like the nicest, luxurious hotel. It's nice, dude. It's I'm not gonna lie, it's freaking nice.
0: The Flamingo, I think that's the casino that uh, that Bugsy Siegel helped uh, build. I think it was the Flamingo. Um yeah. But you know, that's another. You know, I had some <laughs> people probably at yeah. the the story. The Bugsy Hotel. The, the when I went to visit the Bugsy Siegel house where he was murdered at and that didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it, we'll
1: we'll talk about that next episode. That's what
0: turned me into Anthony X. But anyway, Bugsy Siegel, yeah, you know, he had a um a lot of uh. You know, if you've ever and
1: watched. the beautiful thing about Vegas, and that's a is that I um I recently just started doing sports gambling, like parlays and that that just added a whole nother element to, to Vegas, man. Like, it's just another thing that, like, wow, it just opened your eyes, man. It's just, dude, we have to go, man. I mean, I don't know if you're the gambling, drinking, um, being up late night type of guy, but, you know, if you want to do Vegas right, you have to be willing to do that.
0: Yeah, if but if you've ever seen the movie, the movie Bugsy, uh, that's a, that's another good movie that shows kind of the, you know, uh, when uh-huh. the Flamingo. I think the Flamingo was the first, maybe the first big hotel built um, yeah. in Las Vegas. You know, but just the idea that that these guys had back then, like we had this un- unincorporated area with all this land, and they make it sort of into like this fantasy city. You know, and the, yeah. the way they actually pulled it off is really uh it's really amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, well, I was, uh, you
1: know, on. hold on. I'm sorry to keep cutting me off. It's just there's so much about Vegas. Like, I'm, I'm actually the kind of guy that, you know, the, like the buffets, right? You've heard about the Vegas buffets? Those are famous? Mm-hmm. You heard about them?
0: The buffets in Vegas?
1: Yeah. Every hotel has a buffet. And, you know, everybody has, also been like, um, the Rio, which is not on the strip. They're very famous for their whole buffet because it's considered the world buffet. They have a little bit of everything. I personally, which is funny because I'm a big guy, I hate buffets because I get overwhelmed and I'm, I'm a very picky eater. So I always end up eating the same thing three times at a buffet. But the buffets are like 50 bucks, man. And I'm the kind of guy that I'm like, I'm not going to, I'd rather spend $10 at Panda Express or McDonald's and eat. And use those $40 extra for beer or for gambling.
0: Okay. And a lot of people think like that. So you want to eat at the buffet, but you will spend the money. You would have spent at the buffet on beer and gambling.
1: Yes. Because I don't I don't, I don't like buffets.
0: I know you've said before, we think we both said the buffets are uh, low class it's ghetto yeah it's ghetto because
1: (laughs) it's like imagine even at a buffet at Circus Circus that's like double that's like a double whammy but um yeah man and then now like I mean this whole virus thing really fucked everything up because I mean the Raiders which which is a super ghetto team as well but you know they were supposed to go to Vegas and um I mean I just like I know they said that um by June 1st, they might try to start reopening hotels, so I, I, I'm really definitely trying to go out to Vegas before I have to go back to work.
0: And, you know, I wanted to ask you about uh, your favorite games to play. You know, I started playing blackjack recently on my phone. I mean, I really only played it like a few nights. It was kind of fun the first few nights, but then when you're not really, you know, when you're not playing for real money, it's kind yeah. of not the uh, the same. There's uh, no adrenaline. Yeah. Because uh, you can
1: lose everything and it just—it really doesn't matter. Happened. Yeah, I,
0: I was up, I was up like eight thousand dollars at one point playing black, you know, playing online, and I lost all of it. And it was like, hmm. okay, well, so what, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: let me just download another blackjack app. Yeah,
0: let uh, I me mean, just wait for the next hand. It's just gonna give me free money again, you know.
1: Yeah, let
0: me watch. Let me watch this thirty-second ad real yeah. quick. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I know that you were. I'm I think I. You know, even if I were to play for money, I'm the type of person where. I don't know if I would, you know, study like the different strategies and stuff like that. I know that yeah. you do. Like you, I was talking to you about it and you, were, you know, like you, you actually study the the different strategies. Um, could you, you know, shed a little light on that for people maybe who play blackjack, but like me, they play and just kind of play by feel or yeah. whatever.
1: Um, the biggest thing about blackjack is you got to know that you're playing with other people, and everybody's goal is to beat the dealer. To beat the house so your move can affect the whole table negatively or positive positively. and some people I, I know once I went with my cousin he's like you know he looks like a straight-up white boy you know he has blonde hair and he has like green eyes and he doesn't look like he speaks Spanish and there was a lady in between us and my cousin was just gambling freely like he was betting when he was hitting when he shouldn't have hit and I remember there was one where he cost the whole table because of him and this Hispanic lady goes ah it's Spanish to me this motherfucker he doesn't know how to play and this and that and I'm like oh dude I just stay quiet you know um because I was mad too that he cost me um and so people get frustrated so you gotta know how to play when you go to these Vegas when you go to, to blackjack tables um I'm not a big fan of Blackjack. I personally prefer Texas Hold'em. Uh to me, that's like my favorite game. But when I go to Vegas, I don't really play Hold'em. I just play slots because there's a casino not so far from my house, uh, Commerce Casino. And that Commerce Casino, they only have table they only have table games. There's no slots. So when I'm in Vegas, I just I rather just play at the slots.
0: Right. Uh I mean, is there anything else? I mean, uh, it's, um, it's obvious that you love Vegas uh, so much. Uh, yeah,
1: I, dude. There was, I think, like in two thousand, in 2014, 2015, 2016, One of those three years, like we were going to Vegas four or five times a year. Um, and it's just you got you got to do it, man. Like it's it's there's no, it's there's one of those things where. You have to live it to know what I'm talking about. And you also have to like that stuff. You know, Vegas is not for everybody. Um, Yeah, you know,
0: my dad, I was telling you.
1: It's very uh, very hot in the summer. It's extremely hot. So you don't want to, even at night, dude, it's like midnight, and it's like 95 degrees outside. So if you don't drink then you're not going to have a good time because you're not going to want to walk the strip because it's so freaking hot. Even if you have, like, a bunch of water, like, it just, you know, it's not cool, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, not, yeah. My, my main thing would be if I went, uh... Yeah, gambling, because, you know, I'm playing blackjack and yeah. playing the slots because I've never done that before and I'm kind of interested in that now. But also just the yeah. overall experience, you know, going out at night and just kind of, you know, going to each casino and walking around and taking it in yeah. and taking in the lights, you know. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the that's the best part. Um, yeah. And of course, like I said, I haven't been since I was like 14, which is not the real...
1: Unfortunately, that's going to be hard for the next year or so because, you know, the whole virus thing, people aren't going to want to be out just walking around. Like, I know the, uh, Vegas, the way they're trying to reopen is like very strict. You know, only 25% occupancy, uh, no shows, no buffets, no this, no that. And so it's literally just stay at the hotel, you go and gamble, and you go back to your room. There's really not not anything else to do. So, which for me, that's perfect. That's what I do. So I have no problem.
0: Yeah, but that takes um, away if, if people aren't out there... You know, you don't want to go to Vegas, you know, when nobody's there. If that, that 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 to me that takes away from the whole ex- experience. Yeah, you know, you I want to be on a strip. I want to be on the crowded strip. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. And especially if you like to drink, because they have they have these things called Fat Tuesday, where it's like a slushy um, or like a snow cone, but alcoholic. And then you could put like these little beakers, shots of tequila or whatever. Um, it's so good man it's it's delicious and um, yeah you know, but it is what it is I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in Vegas but you know it's funny that you mentioned that you went when I was when you were 14 and I remember at 14. do you remember picking up the little cards of the naked chicks of the escorts no yeah if you go they have like these they're like business cards and they have naked chicks on it
0: and I actually um, actually moves.
1: Uh, they put like a some of them are fully nude but other of them like 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 you know uh, they put like stars over the censored parts and um, they'll have their number and you know you call them and I remember as a little kid man I used to collect them like they were Pokemon cards
0: yeah now that's the other part of it that we haven't talked about now Galvez is a married man and you know Uh, so obviously when he goes to Vegas you know like as a family man but for someone (laughs) like me you know when I go Uh, to Vegas I want to you know uh, you know they have high class prostitutes in Vegas I'm sure
1: you know I want want the
0: type of prostitute who I don't want a prostitute who have to like go out of my way and go to some seedy part of Vegas I want a prostitute who's like right there like right in front of the casino you know well they're
1: not I mean I'm sure there's I'm sure there's I mean as many times as I've gone I've never seen them like, the thing is, you don't know what the difference between a, a prostitute or a girl that's just dressing like she's going to the club. They all dress the same, you know, short little skirts, you know, little little top, um, and so you kind of really don't know what's what now, nowadays, especially in Vegas, you know, but the clubs out there in Vegas are, are amazing, um. You know?
0: Yeah, but you know, that's what I just want. know,
1: just know that if you're gonna go to Vegas, you gotta go at least for you either gotta go for a night or two nights. You don't need you don't need to do a full three nights. You can just do two nights. You gotta take money though, bro. You have to take money. Even like even you may not even gamble. But you're gonna be but if you wanna experience real Vegas, you wanna do the drinking, you wanna do the clubbing, you wanna do the eating. That's all money, man. Like, when I go to Vegas for two nights, to feel to be comfortable, I like to take at least a thousand dollars, at least.
0: Yeah, I see. I but see, I want to check with a prostitute who, I, I pull up to the you know to the hotel, and she's like low key with it. She's like, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, you, 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 know, you doing? You know, in time for the weekend, huh? And she's like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I don't know if you want to spin it. You know, I want one of those type of prostitutes. You know, like what you see in the movies. Yeah, like they come up to you and not, they like, you, you know, yeah. you wouldn't even know they were a prostitute. They're just like a hot bra, but they're not like almost yeah. on, on the, you know, track, you know, lined up. They just no, bl- they not, blend, they blend like in, that. you know, and then no, they come up to you, like to you and whisper to you. You want it? You want it to
1: be like like in Rush Hour Two when he's going for the for the massage, right? right and they just right. just do like a roll call and they all come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah." no 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 It's not, It's not like that um it might be but not to the places I've been to I know there's a uh we had did a like a french trip a few years back and one of the guys was like we should go to the, I think it's either called the green room or the red room and um or like okay I had never heard of it and I googled it it's like a swinger party it's crazy like they have shit like that where you know uh I think it's free if you go in with uh, you know, a couple, like if you go in as a couple, and I think if you go in single, like you gotta pay, but like there's crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying it as a joke because it was the guys and their girlfriends or wives, so obviously he was saying it's a joke, but when I did my research, I was, I was surprised that there was stuff like that in me. I mean, there's everything in me, you know.
0: Yeah, man. I want and to the f-
1: one thing that was missing in Vegas was professional teams, and there you go. Now we got them.
0: Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I want the. I said I want the prostitute who's like you know, in the hotel, not yeah. even just outside the hotel, inside the and, hotel. And
1: and you're sitting down on a machine, and she right. comes over. She's like, she "Oh, you want on a good guy. time,
0: baby?" Yeah. And, and the, yeah, <laughs> like she she, 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 Let me grab,
1: she and she grabs a chode, and yeah. you know, she's like, "All right, let's do it."
0: Yeah, but not even that direct. Like, you know, like hey, like hey, all you? T- 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 like a little flirting, right,
1: little flirting, right, but kind right. of
0: but suggestive though, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of to the at... point without without going direct to the point, exactly.
0: right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to say a few words here at the end uh, about the Last Dance documentary, uh, which which concluded its ten part uh, run, so five straight Sundays. Two episodes uh, each each time, uh, and the tenth episode, ninth and tenth episodes, finished on uh, aired on on Sunday, uh, and I've been you know right, you know after it was over, uh, my buddy Sark t- texted me and said, you know he said you know the OJ documentary was better, and I've been meaning to you know tweet a similar sentiment about that because you know the Jordan the Jordan documentary was was fantastic I would give it a ten out of ten, and I think with that last episode it kinda closed the gap between I think the O J documentary was, was four or six episodes. But with the or maybe five. But with the last the last episode last night where you kinda and that's how it should be where the last episode is uh like the most dramatic. And that was what happened with yeah. like the last up the last game in Utah and then the, the aftermath, you know, and uh and I really kinda feel like it closed the gap but I still would say that yeah definitely the O J documentary um, Which OJ
1: documentary? Because the, there's like a million
0: of them. The, the Made in America documentary. Uh, with I who? Think,
1: who did that one? Is that the Netflix one?
0: No, it's ESPN. Um, and I remember who it was either. It was somewhere between four and six parts to it. But you know, it's just that it's so. Uh, it's it's. Oh,
1: like it's, it felt so real. Like right. Like you it's, were there. I mean, like, I mean, it's, you're cause, reliving it.
0: Because the, I mean, the Jordan thing is like, you know, there yeah, there was some. There's some dramatic stuff. Yeah, first of all. We'll never see a team like that again, and we'll never see an athlete like that again. So that's one part of it. Uh, you never know. I'm just saying it. It would be hard to do in this age of social media for there to be an athlete. But right?
1: define. We'll never see another team like that. You mean talent wise? You mean
0: the I mean, way? I mean the there people, were some, I, I, rock stars. Right. The whole know? the it's the, the the rock star like like I said the greatest athlete may you know probably of all time uh, and the the fact that he, you know, at the time, and now people make fun, you know, people do the dry, crying Jordan meme, and they talk about how he, how he dresses with, you know, or how he used to dress with the big jeans and stuff like that.
1: How he, act- that's how he still dresses, I think.
0: Yeah. But it's still not like, you know, back then, nobody made fun of Michael Jordan, you know. So there was not there was an aura and a mystique to Michael Jordan that, that there's no, there's no athlete today. You know, Everybody
1: like, wanted to be like
0: Mike. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you had you know, once upon you know, Derek Jeter had that mystique. Uh you know But
1: not to the not to the no, not just, to the level of He wasn't as great as Jordan. Level.
0: You know, Tiger Woods had that mystique kind of. I mean he yeah. was he was on that same level of greatness as Jordan was when he was in it. His, but his, his people prime. wouldn't
1: watch Tiger like they would watch Jordan. Right. Especially in like the urban communities.
0: Yeah. Um I mean Tiger definitely had that same mystique Jordan had. Uh, you yeah. know the, these Patriots teams with Brady. You know that's probably that's maybe the closest that will. You know when they do their documentary. You know, yeah. but it's still. You know, even to as great as Tom Brady is, he's still not Michael Jordan. No,
1: you know? he doesn't have the commercials. He doesn't have the the, right. the, the personality. He doesn't have so, any of that. So you know, he doesn't have the shoes. Nobody's going out and buying Brady's shoes, but. Yeah, and the you fact know the one. You know the one thing I could tell you, that I think is comparable to that ninety eight What? And it's it's LeBron coming into the league, the hype coming into the league. I think that's the one thing that you could say on the terms of just um like just the wow factor it was LeBron coming in and Jordan's last year. Right. Because a lot of people forget, man. I mean, LeBron, and this was before social media. I mean, LeBron coming out of high school right before that Cavaliers game. I mean, that was, like, it was surreal, man. I mean, he's literally been the most hyped rookie of all time. Ever. Yeah. You know.
0: But, and, but I I just think, well, you know. I mean, it, it was it was like I said it was, you know, this this all. I think the, uh, the other thing between them and the Patriots, the fact that the Patriots, you know, they they lost three Super Bowls, but the fact that Jordan's no. record in Chicago was really like, yeah. I mean, it six was and 0, it was perfect. Six kind of, it was finals. <laughs> it six was per- finals MVPs It was perfect. The way it ended with that with that shot, it's really yeah. like a like a storybook career. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so I don't know. It if, was
1: kind of like John Elway. Yeah. Or, but you know, obviously to a millionth degree.
0: Yeah. But as far as, but you know, to come, like I mean, it's really unfair to even compare to the OJ thing because the OJ thing is like, you know, it's not really about OJ that about an athlete, even though OJ was you know one of the greatest running backs of all time. Yeah. It's really about you know his 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 career. I mean his art the arc of his life and this this man's like tragic life and these you know murders, even though you know they have the situation with Jordan's father, uh, being murdered know and you know something him retiring and the gambling and you know it's just you know you know certain stuff but not like the Jordan I mean the OJ and the you know the whole race stuff with the race and that aspect of it and stuff like that it just it's really I mean it's really not possible for it you know for uh what's really a basketball documentary to be you know greater than a I mean the OJ was a that was a life you know common interest you know something anybody could relate to you know Now let
1: me ask you this question and just to you know to finish the podcast let me ask you a question name the greatest what's greater okay in their prime or at their peak Tiger as a golfer Ali as a heavyweight Jordan as a basketball player or um, we'll, we'll leave it at that those three
0: you know Ali, his his peak. We only got to see Ali. Ali. Uh, with, I mean, they took his license away in '67. Uh, we really never really got. We probably never really got to see Ali at his real peak. Like a lot of people yeah. say, Ali's peak performance was against Cleveland Williams, uh, which was just uh, you know he's just he's floating and he's dancing and he's and he's at that point where he's just it's not really as they say it's, where it's not competition, it's performance. You know, yeah. and Ali had reached that point right before they took his his. You know, he. I mean, he was he was at that point against Floyd Patterson. He was at that point against uh, Ernie Terrell. He was at that point against Cleveland Williams. But you know, he was when they took his license. That was sixty seven. He was twenty five. He comes back in seventy. He's twenty eight, and he's not quite the same. You know, they, his legs are not the same. You know, so we really were were, rock, were but robbed. But that was because
1: rock. of the layoff. It wasn't because he got old. He was right. He was and old, you got to think. That's what and You got to think. He he, it, it, it should have helped him in the long run because he came back right at his peak, age wise, and he went three years without taking a beating. So it was kind of weird to see him not come back even better, you know.
0: Right. Um. So, but you know, it's kind of you know we didn't get to see enough of Ali at his at his peak, probably So it would come okay. down to to me, Jordan and Tiger, and as you know. I mean it's it's pretty close man. I mean Tiger, so you had to
1: pick one. Cuz I would say Gretzky in hockey, but I know you didn't watch hockey like that.
0: Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, I mean it's it's different cuz you're talking about a team sport athlete and uh mm-hmm. and a and a so a, a individual sport athlete. But you know, Jordan, I mean at the end of the day, as dominant as Tiger was, and really like I said it's hard to make a comparison, but as dominant as Tiger was, like I said Jordan in the 90s you know, aside from you know the year which doesn't really count in '95 when he came back, I explained that last week why that doesn't really count. Uh, you know, like I said, his record was pretty much it was it was perfect basically. It, yeah. it, you know, uh, in his he last he didn't lose a step. In his last six full seasons, he won six titles and six Finals MVPs. You know, and he won. And he
1: should have won six regular MVPs, but they just got bored of giving it to him every year. Right, so. and
0: he won he four and he still won four regular season MVPs during that during that stretch, you know. And you're right, it should have been six, you know.
1: He should have never lost to to Barkley. He should have never lost to
0: Malone. Definitely shouldn't have lost to Malone. That was ridiculous. I mean, Malone was one of the greatest players of all time, too. But that was just, we're tired of, that was Jordan fatigue, you know, like you said. Um, That's what, yeah. But as far as, you know, so it's just, I mean, and Tiger was, you know, from like 97 through... I don't know, like two, you know, up until you know, I guess 2008, but really like 2005, I guess was like the real peak era for Tiger. Yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, this it's right there. But if I have to choose one, I guess I still have to choose uh, Jordan.
1: And there's nobody else who you would put like near him or to beat him. No other dominant.
0: I mean, Babe Ruth. You know. But we don't,
1: But there's not. There's no highlights of him. Like people that actually saw him play, they're probably not with us anymore. They're old as hell. Like, there's not enough
0: highlights of him. Yeah, in, mod- in modern times, you know, anything after you know, the last since 1950, you know, it had to be mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Um, and as well, well, was- you could
1: you could say Lionel Messi too, though.
0: Yeah, but see that's honestly I don't know how to frame Lionel Messi like that. Yeah. Like I know he's great, but I don't uh Yeah. You
1: know. Nah yeah, I know. Um Alright, so I guess, you know, that's all we have for this episode. Um but definitely you did bring up that Bugsy whatever situation um that happened to you that fateful day in Beverly Hills. So we will um Talk about that next week when you went from uh, a super hardcore right wing politician to a to a Muslim, you know, leftist. You know, you started believing in Allah and all that. So <laughs> we will talk about that next week.
0: Right, uh, and just one last thing. I know I should really we should really just end it here, but I was going to say that. And I was saying on Twitter yesterday if you if Michael Jordan, if you put him in a room with all of the alpha males and like the history of the world. Like the only, the only, even if you take outside of sports or move it beyond sports, the only, only really the only person who could like be in a room with Michael Jordan and be on the same level as him as far as alphaness is probably Michael Jackson, you know, and Michael, when I say alpha, I don't mean like Michael Jackson was the most masculine guy, but Michael Jackson was just so famous. You know, yeah. that Jordan would you know, he would have Michael would give him a run for his money, Michael Jackson would. I,
1: okay, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Who who's greater? Nineties MJ or eighties Michael Jackson? That's the we'll we we'll end it at that. And we could discuss it next week. Who's greater? Nineties MJ or eighties Michael Jackson? Who had a more dominant run?
0: Oh my god. Jordan had a more dominant run, probably, but I'm saying, like, Michael Jackson was so famous.
1: <laughs> okay, so who was more famous?
0: I think That'd Michael, Michael jo- Jackson, right? Yeah, I think, like I'm saying, if they were in the same room together, you know, who would get the greater reaction? Michael Jordan, yeah. at, at their peak, I think Michael Jackson's still getting. I mean, he was such a, you know, I mean, he was, he was Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm saying, even Julius Caesar and Alexander the Great, you know, like, they're not, even they would They're not on the level of Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. But, yeah, let me, uh, you know, before we uh, get out of here, uh, just a reminder to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TCP on Instagram Pod. And like it on Facebook, just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailbag questions to Redux Redux at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and we are out.